Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Yes, it is. How are you doing, Chris? You know, I'm doing all right. It's Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. I am six days from my uh, first wedding anniversary. I'm pretty oh, excited for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that is coming up, huh? Oh, I didn't, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what to get you. That's fair. You don't have to give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't give me anything anyways, and I'm not begging for anything or any attention from anyone out there, but I don't get a whole lot of gifts, so. Good. Uh, so you're just so hard to buy gifts for. No, I'm not. Just give me cash. Yeah. No. <laughs> just give me the money. Yeah. How about you, my dude? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I uh, I fly out tomorrow for work. I'm working mm. again. Dang. Mixed feelings about that. Mixed feelings. <laughs> I was hoping that this, you know, this whole podcast personality thing would take off and I could just not work or just work my quicker. own hours, I say. Yeah, I should a little say. quicker than it did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, uh, you know, no, no, it's all good. So I'll be, (laughs) uh, they've changed where I was going three times. They landed on Salt Lake, a place that I visit quite often. So you are familiar with the Utah. (laughs) Very familiar. Are they Utahans? Yes. Utah Knights? I, I guess the Mormons. I think they call themselves Mormons, actually. Utes? Maybe. I don't know. Well, regardless of what Utahians are called. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Google it. Go, go yeah, ahead. you go ahead and Google it. While he's Googling it, uh, here on the B-Roll podcast, we watch science fiction and science fiction adjacent media. Uh, on Mondays, we review and riff on movies. Thursdays is a crapshoot of everything else. Television, shorts, miniseries, fan films, whatever it happens to be. Utahns or Utahans. Cool. This is a Monday release, so we watched... Texians. Who the heck said that we we're called Texian? You're you're breaking. You're you're ruining me right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. I want to restart that whole section. Oh my goodness. Did I just ruin your day? Oh, uh, I'm just. I'm mad. I'm angry. Does does do Texans know that people call them that? Probably. I, not. I hope. I hope not. <laughs> uh, this is a Monday release, so we watched a movie, and it's a little a little special, a little different. Because we watched our first sequel. That's true. We did watch our first sequel. Yeah. So we. And that sequel is Mythica, the Dark Spore, the Dark Spore. <sighs> yeah, Mythica, the Dark Spore, and I, I do appreciate that on Amazon Prime, uh, which is where we watched this, they call it Mythica Two Dark Spore. Yeah. <laughs> I. That's fair. I've yeah. spoken before. I don't remember which episode. I feel like it was a pretty early episode. About how I am a big fan. Oh yeah, during Code Eight, I'm a big fan of sub of uh, subtitles instead of numbers. Yeah, instead of yeah. numbering it. However, yeah, I don't know how you would come into a series like this and get them in order if it, there's not something there. So I'm glad that they did that. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. Well, I mean, you could just look at the year they released. Well, yeah, but two and three released in the same year. So Mythica: oh, A Quest for either. Heroes was released in 2014. Mythica: The Dark Spores released in 2015. Ah. And then Mythica: Whatever the Third One is called was released uh the necromancer was released also in 2015 later in the year so that's yeah. gotta be a that's gotta be a sitch where they filmed like a really really long movie maybe and broke it up into two different parts it was a distinct possibility <laughs> but the fourth and fifth films both released in 2016 yeah okay so that's I, I think they kick-started there's the whole thing to begin with i'm not sure if they kickstarted the sequels or like they did them all at once or it was just the first one to get it going, blah, blah, blah. 
but I remember the the first Mythica got funded by Kickstarter, um, ninety four thousand and change, which they spent ninety thousand dollars of that on the ogre, <laughs> and the other four thousand, you know, having them redo the ogre to not look like Shrek. Not nah, man, that was the Berserker from Gears of War. It was War. the we Berserker from this. Gears of War. <laughs> oh goodness! So Mythica, the Dark Spore is got hey well here i'm sorry before we start going to let me read the blurb i was gonna say well do you want me to blurb yeah it's technically yeah it's fine it's fine if you want to talk go right ahead merrick and her company oh so now now she owns the company okay merrick and her company must go on a journey and prevent zorlock from obtaining all the shards of the dark spore or all will be lost so tell me that comma after the word dark spore is that necessary i think if this wasn't one big sentence maybe maybe mm. it wouldn't be necessary because there's an and mm. right like that's there the is, main issue guess, that there's yeah. an, i'm not, not sure it still feels run on because i'm not much of a grammar or mm. um diction like sure i don't want to i don't want to say nazi but I, I'm, not, I'm not much of a, a stickler when it comes to diction or con or uh grammar, grammar. yes but i, I do believe <laughs> if you have an and Mm-hmm. That is that if you are separating two thoughts, yeah. That I think that you it's appropriate to have a comma there. Okay. Because I don't know why I asked you. I don't uh, know because I because I paid attention in school and I know it all works. I just don't exercise it when I'm typing in Discord. <laughs> Start. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a, is that. Do you have the Amazon Prime description? I do not. Well, then what good are you, Chris? I just have IMDb up. Sorry. I mean, I can pull it up right now if you want me to. Uh, Mythica 2, The Dark Spore on IMDb, or excuse me, on on Amazon Prime. Armed with twin maps, Merrick and her team race Kishkumen and his horde through creature-infested lands to a long-abandoned underground city of giants and dragons in pursuit of the Dark Spore. So, which is the second map? Was there two maps? Did I miss that? No, you didn't, because I don't think there was a second map. So, uh, what is she, what is this talking about twin maps? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's an otherwise good description. I like it. I like it a little bit more than the other one. No, no, what do you think? I it's it's more verbose, but um I think they both get the point across pretty effectively, except that they're not trying to prevent Zorlock from obtaining the shards. Technically, I think cuz there aren't even shards. It's just the dark spore. <laughs> well, it's pieces of the dark spore. So are Kish- you sure? Because they yes. just keep calling it the Dark Spore, right? Because the the stone from the first movie was a piece of the Dark Spore. The stone they get in the second movie is also a piece of the Dark Spore. So these are our Infinity Stones. Kishkumen serves Zorlock, or vice versa. Right. I really don't know which one's which. Honestly, I'm very sorry. I, uh, I have determined that Kishkumen has yellow eyes, and Z- Zorlock does not. Yeah, really, just probably my least favorite effect if you want to call it that it's not really an effect costuming choice of those yellow eyes they just don't look right it's the because they're contacts so the pupils aren't moving properly yeah it just it looks like he just really needs to go to the bathroom all the time (laughs) all right man i'm gonna ask you in a moment how you feel about mythic of the dark spore and i want you to tell me how you feel about it as a standalone movie and then how do you feel about it as a sequel and if that's any different okay so hey christopher yes anthony how do you feel about mythic of the dark spore I have to say I enjoyed it. Okay. I really did. In terms of a sequel, I think it's it's progressing the story along nicely, especially because in any work, if you are doing something that is planned sequels, 
right? Because it wasn't that an issue with, um, what was that show? Babylon 5, right? Right. Like the entire plot was laid out, like, from the beginning. Right, right. Like, they knew exactly where they wanted to end. And I didn't watch enough about Babylon 5, but I know it's not as popular as some other science fiction from the 90s. So. Sure. But I, I think as a journey that this movie is taking, you know, another Lord of the Rings reference, I do think that it, it, it succeeds. We get character development from all the major characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think okay. as a whole, I mean, obviously, Merrick grows, quote unquote, grows the most. I think Tila grows as a character. Thane's uselessness is completely evaporated. And he, I think, it, what's yeah. up? I'll say Thane doesn't, I don't think Thane has a lot of character growth. But maybe he's kind of tied to Tila a little bit. Well, he just he is no longer just a meat shield. Like he actually is. He's good at his job. And maybe maybe that was like a major complaint. Like with the test, the test viewers were like, "Uh, this guy doesn't do anything. So why don't you guys fix that? I think Dagon is the weakest character. Really? Still? Yeah. Well, he Hmm. just doesn't. Okay. He just doesn't. I don't know, man. I've got a lot of complaints about Dagon in this movie. and And we'll get to him when we do the. Okay. Plot breakdown, but um, I, I actually felt a l- I felt differently about Dagon, so that's interesting. I'm looking okay. forward to hearing. I thought that he showed a lot more camaraderie, and it was like I don't know. I th- I thought he kind of grew into the group. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's to be expected because it, you just can't have you can't have an outsider in a group for an entire series because then right. it's no longer he's no longer part of a group he's just a group in the outsider but sure no i get what you're saying yeah i thought that thane was weak i have the fl- i have opposite on both of those uh characters okay. yeah. yeah because he well, just he just pines after leela he's like drinking himself to a stupor at the beginning because she's gone but she's only gone for uh, like a, a a day and a half like yeah she's well she's in her 14 day uh what they call it morning period. like morning period or something that's tradition or, or what have you for her religion and it's like yeah why are you upset it's two weeks bro like her sister just died <laughs> yeah. well, this ain't about some... you yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i agree but he doesn't get a whole lot of character development i just meant like as a as a whole his character is no longer just a meatbag who sure. takes hits for sure. the team like he, he, he actually he some, succeeds he, at his job absolutely and he uh he has a good one-liner at, at least one. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt and derail that. No, it's fine. It's fine. Interesting. Um, in terms of the effects, I thought that they were pretty good. I had some issues with the dragon. I think the dragon was a far better CG thing mm-hmm. than the ogre was because it was same. more than Hard same. One, one color. Yes. <laughs> Still not great, but yeah. way better than the last movie as far as the yeah. CGI. I, it's, it's odd because... I've I've told you about a, another movie called Dragonheart. Yes, I, I know yeah. you said you hadn't seen it, but yeah. I think that movie came out in 1995, and the dragon looks way better than this. And this came out in 2015. Right. So I mean, even on a poor budget, you know, it's whatever. They should have really, if they had relied less on CGI and instead did some practical effects. But I don't, I really don't understand the cost difference between those two things. So sure, I think that as. As a whole, I think all the actors did a pretty good job. Melanie, our lead, yes, Merrick, I think she does a great job. Okay, she is a. I think what she did is she realized the exact like what Merrick is now. Mm-hmm. I guess like because you know she's getting become more comfortable with the role. I'm assuming, but I think she did a much better sure. job. Dagon is you know the, the actor himself. Yeah, so I think he did a pretty good job. I really think. Our girl Nicola Posner came a long way. Oh yeah, man! Standout like, performance for Nicola we have, there. This is the 
fifth thing we've seen her in? Fifth? Yeah, because it's both Mythicas. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fallen Angels. Angels uh, Fallen, yep, yep. She was, you know, her thing in Ninjak. And then... Um, what was the other one? The Vampire thing that we did. Oh, the Vampire movie. Age of the Living Dead or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Age of the Living Dead. I think she's come a long way. Uh, <laughs> and Thane, you know, he's Thane. Yeah, Age of the Living Dead doesn't... That episode doesn't release for a few weeks. If y'all are listening to this, we've, the movies and the television shows are kind of at a different a different pacing. Our Monday and yeah. Thursday releases, so... But yeah, this is the fifth thing. Although Ninjak, she's a guest star for four that's, minutes. So yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. She had a little cameo. Yeah. We have a, a new actor, Rocky Myers, who played Cole. 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 His name's Cole. And I didn't know it was spelled with a Q instead of a C until, you know, eight minutes <laughs> before we started recording. Because I was I pulled up the IMD page and said, Oh, cool. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. He he's played by Rocky Myers. I did. I think yeah. you said that. But Rocky Myers is i believe do 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 he is third billing on cyborg x so hmm, a little danny trejo action he that movie's coming up more and more often (laughs) all right sorry well who's next we also got kevin coming back yeah how did Uh, you feel about his six minutes (laughs) of screen time doubling his contribution i didn't time it (laughs) I just, I just no, I didn't knew either. I'd get upset. And then Matthew Mercer is Zorlock. The name sounded very familiar to me. And then I realized that he is the dungeon master from Critical Role. Wait, really? Yes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and he's also done a lot of voice acting. American Dad, Ghost in the Shell, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, he's just been in a bunch of stuff. Like, All right. Look him up if you want. Cool. Kishkaman. Kish, I, I've actually called him Kishi, like all the way through this, <laughs> like all the way through my notes. Uh, Ryan Palmer, he has three credits, and all, th- and two of them are Mythica, and the last one's called Dragonfire, which looks to be kind of some of the same. All right, all so, right, yeah, I think all the actors did pretty well. Okay. There's much, 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 much better fight choreography in this particular sequel movie. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say kind of. I'm going to say for the most part, until they get into the big group fight with the orcs at the end. And then a lot of the orcs are, you know, they got standing around syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) But up until that point, it was great. And that kind of made the standing around syndrome worse for me because it was like there's we've had the whole movie. And in the last 10 minutes, we're going to fail on this, you know? It's very so. much um, like, I don't know if anyone's ever played the Arkham games. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, yeah. fighting a group of people. And they're just like, oh, let's fight Batman. Just one at a time. One or two at a time. <laughs> yep. 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 I do have to give a shout out to the director, Anne K. Black or Anne Black, whichever one she's uh, credited as. So her first, her directorial debut was a 2011 movie called Dawn of the Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Which is, I, I haven't seen it. You know, whatever. It's got a sequel coming. Yeah. <laughs> Paladin, Dawn of the Dragon Slayer. And I just want to point out that when they spelled Paladin in the subtitles for this movie, they spelled it correctly each time. Did they? So, I yes. resisted the urge to check the subtitles because I was like, no, he'll let me know. Oh, he'll let me know. <laughs> yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think Vagamal returned. Like, I don't think that's the same actor from the first movie. No, no, it, it is. is not. Well, it says Michael Flynn. Oh, when I clicked on Michael Flynn, I got one credit. Mythica, yeah, no, so did I. The Dark Sword. <laughs> but when I go to Mythica, A Quest for Heroes, 
It also says Michael Flynn. And that says, <laughs> is that his only credit there too? No. <laughs> oh, weird. All right. Little. We got two Michael we got Flynn's. A, we got a glitch in the database. <laughs> so we've been hacked. All right. Also, uh, before I give you the floor, sure, sure, sure. On IMDb, Mythica, the Dark Spore has a rating of five point five out of ten, with a median of six and three thousand five hundred and twenty-one ratings. Rotten Tomatoes has no critical rating. 40% of the audience, well, 40% bad, I guess, whatever the actual term is, but um, 40% for rotten the audience. Is what it's, um, rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Well, because well, it's not like rotten critically, it's just right, the right, audience right. did enjoy score. it or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then my favorite review that I've read so far on IMDb is, keep the costume designer and the photographer, fire all the others. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna take a hard stance here. Uh, no, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like if you rate this movie a one or two, you you don't know what you're watching, and you just like I like I don't rate. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to go into a rant here, but I just I feel right like yeah. Uh, well, like okay, so I don't listen to a lot of country music, right? Okay. I don't listen to a lot of modern country music. So if someone was saying, hey, can you recommend me a country artist, something new from this year? I would, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right. And if I sat down and was like, I'm going to try out this country and uh, this country album or whatever, because it's supposed to be good. And I listen to it and I don't like it because I don't care for the genre. Right. I'm not going to go and bash them because it's not for me. Like I, I know that I don't, I already know going in that I'm not, this is not. Mm-hmm. made for me this is not not that's not just that i'm not the target audience but it's not it's just not for me if i'm gonna cruise amazon prime in the middle of the night and click on a random straight to dvd fantasy film i know what i'm getting into right i'm not gonna compare it to lord of the rings when i'm rating it i'm gonna make lots of lord of the rings comparisons later but i'm not gonna <laughs> compare it to dragon heart was the other one i'm not gonna compare it to game of thrones or whatever i'm gonna it's a b movie right i know uh, what you it could is probably you could probably compare it to dragon heart <laughs> oh maybe anyways i'm just saying I get, I so like giving saying, it a one yeah. or a two i'm like yeah you don't know you probably don't get it now the people who rated it a nine or a ten eh, kind of the same thing like what are you doing guys stop fanboying be real about this you know so well, know. yeah. Will we will we watch the first one? I think I think I I said that IMDb got it wrong and that it because I think they said five point four something like I think that. What's yeah. the? Let me. I have it right here. Five. I'm sorry. Five point eight. I think the five point five on this one is also wrong. I think this is a six. Six. Six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half. I. <sighs> we watched. Uh, what was it? Alien. Alien invasion. What was it? Alien warfare. Yeah, Alien Warfare. We <laughs> when when we disagreed on that movie, and I'm not going to tell anyone the reason because they're gonna, they're just have to listen to the episode. When we disagreed, we disagreed for different reasons. Right, right. And I think we were both right, sure. but at the same time, we were probably both wrong because we were. Oh yeah, we watched a movie called Alien Warfare. How could we be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever you watch a whenever you watch a movie like this or a television show or whatever. You have to look at it in context. And if I'm watching a B movie, I'm going to judge it because it's a, I'm going to judge it as a B movie because that's what right. it is. How, how, what was the budget for the other one? $94,000, yep. right? $94,294 so, from Kickstarter. You're not going to have a whole lot of, I don't want to say great actors because I don't want to insult anyone who works on this movie, but you're not going to have A-list talent. You're not going to have 
Steven Spielberg directing. You're not going to have a great cinematographer who's worked on the Godfather movies or whatever. Sure, you're, sure. You're, you're going to hire the people that you can hire, right? So that all being said, I think it's fair to rate this movie appropriately mm-hmm. as a B movie. But you are correct. People who come in here, or when I say come in here, when people go on IMDb, watch a bad movie that's not intentionally bad, but isn't a triple A movie from right. a big production company, you can't say things like, keep the costume designer and the photographer and fire everyone else. No, that's not feedback. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, oh, I watched this movie and I didn't enjoy it, so I'm just going to go on the internet and yeah. excoriate it. Yeah, well, um, I mean, this is not the first time we've had our conversation about people on the internet rating yeah, movies. But I think that it's what we've, we've come to, I think, at least agree yeah. that for the most part, it's really hard to dump all over these movies and shows that we watch because they are what they are. Yep. With the exception of Artemis Fowl, because that uh, movie, the movie was had, what, garbage. What, what was it? One hundred and seventy-five million dollars, and it was worse than this. There, you know what I could have done with one hundred and seventy-five million dollars? A lot of things. Yeah, you would never find out. That's how much I would do with one hundred seventy-five million. You'd read about it in the in the tabloids. I'm I'm out. I would buy. A 16,000 square foot warehouse. Okay. And fill it with folding chairs. Okay. Keep going. That's it. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Big thinker over here. Big thinker. Uh, Why not? No, no, no. Yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely the, right. We're, you're absolutely right. We're in the weeds. So we're so far in the weeds, we're getting attacked by bog whites or something. Bog witches. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think I've already tipped my hat a little bit by complaining about people complaining and not understanding how to rate B movies. Mythic of the Dark Spore, solid six, six and a half. I enjoyed this more than the first one. Okay. I think it as a standalone movie, I think it works. It, it definitely grabs, it just, it grabs the characters and moves them forward. There's a little, I can't, I don't really think there's anything you really miss if you skip the first one that isn't set in exposition or shown through characters' actions or what have you. So it definitely moves forward. I had all the same opinions about the CGI, better than the ogre, thank goodness. Uh, which, honestly, thinking about it, the dragon is probably easier to animate because it's mostly faraway shots it never directly interacts with anybody after the first five minutes so it might yeah. be a little easier to handle uh, now that i'm thinking about it costuming's great music is good the sets are good i already talked about the fight choreography is fantastic until the that last kind of climax climatic scene which is whenever you get a big battle and fight like that it's gonna you're the when you're looking at the b movies and they have these big fights the standing around syndrome is just gonna happen right uh, one of my favorite movies of all times uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles like the original movie and they have that in there too so it's not like this is the first movie to ever have that it's a it's a constant thing have you ever heard of the inverse ninja strength theory yes i have uh, the theory okay. stating that the more enemies that a ninja is fighting the stronger that ninja is or is well, it a little I think different the- well, it's it's pretty much that, except it's, I believe it is, and there are two sides to a combat encounter. The side with the most ninjas typically loses. <laughs> okay. So, All yeah, right. you're, you're accurate, except it's not just enemies, it's other ninjas. <laughs> gotcha. Like, yeah, so that's why whenever the turtles are fighting the Foot Clan, they easily defeat the Foot Clan, but as soon as they go up against Shredder, he right. beats them because there's more ninjas on their side, but then Splinter shows up and it's one-on-one. And then, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. For... That's, a, that's interesting. I like it. Yeah. I might just go watch Ninja Turtles after this. Man, I love that movie. 
I think this movie's great as far as the actors go. I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think they're all fantastic. Melanie Stone really knocks it out of the park. This is the best I've we've seen Nicola Posner do, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't had a lot, a lot to complain about with her in the past. So that's, that's great. I thought that Dagan's character had a lot more room in this movie. Dagan's character. Dagan. Dagan. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot more room. And by that, I mean, he, in the first one, he, I guess he's just a lot m- less stereotyped in this. Yeah. We get to see him branch out a little bit, get jealous, get angry, try to take care of Thane, blah, blah, blah. I thought Thane was pretty one-dimensional. You're right. He doesn't get walked all over. Yeah. But I think that lends it to just a better choreography overall. But as far as anything else with this character, he's kind of meh. Well, the, uh, I think the moments he gets, like when he's... No, they're good moments. I just, I don't think he actually has any character progression whatsoever. He starts, he starts as a as a soldier. He ends as a soldier. His relationship with Tila, I guess, but... Well, like, yeah, when he's, when she's bathing, spoilers, she asks him about his childhood and he says, you oh, know, my true. dad was a soldier, yeah. sh- soldier, my dad was a soldier. And when he died, we were cast out into the streets. So you kind of get, you, like, we pull the kimono back a little bit for him, but it's not like, it's not a whole lot of development, but I think for the most part, it works. It kind of explains his impetus. Can you imagine a society that as soon as a soldier dies, the, the family's just not taken care of at all? Yes, and I can. Just kicked out to the street, man. That would be a horrible, horrible uh, culture and environment. I don't know how you could stand to live somewhere like that, man. All right, you're right though. We do get a little bit more of his backstory, which I guess does count as development. Um, yeah, I mean, he, the movie is just right. definitely not one where you start at point A and end at point, yeah. or start at yeah, start at point A and end at mm-hmm. point B. Yeah. No, uh, you're right. He's the flattest of the characters that we get any development for but the stuff that he gets is you know good enough solid plus they had the best line in the whole movie uh we'll get to it (laughs) i really enjoyed the expansion of the lore in this movie okay we got giants we got fairies we got dark elves they called her an indentured servant like where she could buy out her her indentment what do you call it i don't know pay off her debt i guess contract I think contract what whatever you want to call it. yeah yeah contracts the word i was looking for thanks you know so there's a little bit more there it was an interesting choice to wrap up some of the loose ends from the first movie which were i think were some of our our complaints is that they the end of the first movie they go back to the tavern where they're at least she is a wanted woman you know glad that they went back and addressed that i feel like that's something they could have done in the first movie but since they, yeah, they just, so you're, you might be right about them taking feedback, which is good, which is really good. Good to see Dagan as a racist <laughs> and, and Cole, the new guy, I guess, as a racist. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So we haven't, have we seen a dwarf yet? No, I guess Hammerhead is a dwarf, right? He's a dwarf, yeah. So we've seen one dwarf. We've seen an orc be, an or, a horde of orcs as bad guys. We've seen one orc as a good guy. We've seen one half elf, one dark elf, a bunch of fairies giants or well the remnants of giants i know it's interesting what do you how do you feel about the lore and the magic and how do you like it not like it uh i mean it's it's not anything i don't want to say extraordinary but um it's not anything that hasn't been done before sure and that's fine there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with being derivative as long as you can manage to tell your story well and i think for the most part this these movies are they get it and k black she gets how to tell a story it may not be the best story, but I think it's I think it's a pretty good one. Like in terms of how necromancers exist, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, oh yeah, you're a necromancer. Like you're born a necromancer. 
that's strange, right? Yeah, it's different for sure. Yeah, I mean, because they're you know in different fantasy settings, you know, people were born with the capability of magic, or they're born with the with the the gift or uh, the the ability to understand it or exercise it better than others. But Merrick was just straight up born with a curse, so that's yeah, neat, it's interesting. I guess. Yeah, so she gets a lot more development than everyone else. I think in the last movie they tried to spread the love. And you know, yeah. and I kind of like that they didn't as much in this movie. So we have our main character, we have our supporting cast. They get they get a little bit. She gets a lot, and it made I don't know. It made sense to me. Well, I mean, she's the center character. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But the last movie felt more ensemble, if that yeah. makes sense, than this movie. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, even with the added character. So I have something. Uh oh. Robert Jane played a character named Paragus Malister, and I think he's the pimp. Right? Okay, sure. Apparently, he has been in a lot of stuff. He was in Tremors, Pearl Harbor. He was B number four in the B movie. Party five. Awesome. I don't know if I have anything else to add. Yeah, I won't have anything until we get through the... All right, well, then let's get to it, Plot breakdown. All right. So on our podcast, we kind of talk about the movie or TV show or whatever, how it exists in the media. Then we do a very quick plot breakdown. And then we give our final thoughts to determine whether or not what we watched is worth the price of subscription. Our movie starts with a desert and a rider. New Mexico. (laughs) This rider is wearing lots of layers. Cool. They get off their horse and head towards what appear to be some rocks. As it turns out, it's actually just a man with a beard and a stick. They walk around the rocks in a, a particular pattern and then a portal opens. We get a very cheap Stargate knockoff. Yeah. Effect. They walk through those rocks. We hear some loud breathing. It's a dragon. This guy pulls a rock out. A purple light projects from him. That dragon roars and then eats that person. Title sequence. <gasps> yeah. So you're what did you think this guy was trying to do? I don't know what he was I I at first I was like, did he get eaten? Or did the dragon like swallow him and then he's gonna explode out of the dragon? Because this dragon is guarding what appears to be a horde of gold. Oh, yeah. So, as soon as I saw the horde of gold, I was like, oh, a dragon. Cool. Yeah. Smaug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what his plan was. But it didn't work out, whatever it was. Oh, it uh, did. It did work out. <laughs> no, it did. Oh, he, he died. Yeah. I think that was the point. So I didn't think of this until oh. the end of the movie. But he's got a piece of the dark spore, and he's like, where can I put this that no one will get to it? I know, inside of a dragon hidden behind a magical portal. Okay, yeah, that makes sense now that I think about it. Because when, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll get there, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just remember having a, ah, moment at the end of the movie. (laughs) Aha! Tila is standing next to a body that's covered in some sheets or what appears to be like a, a burial shawl. Shawl, burial shawl. It is her sister, Karen. Apparently she's dead. And we have some flashbacks. We cut back to the guy with the crazy yellow eyes. Apparently at the end of A Quest for Heroes, he is like standing there and he mm-hmm. points to his head and then he opens his yellow eyes. And apparently that that's enough to kill Karen. Apparently. Yeah, she didn't even make it away from the inn. Sad. No. He kind of like loots her body grabs the stone and some kind of small gold container that we didn't see before, whatever. Tila feels that there's something wrong and she runs outside and she's talking to Karen and then Karen says, Dark Spore. And then dies. Just like that. Can I get that effect again, please? (laughs) 
That's great. We cut back to Hammerheads in the present. Dane and Dagan are drinking. They're doing some thinking drinking. Merrick shows up. She tries to, like, take the the tankard away from Thane. He doesn't like that, and he slaps her. I've got a real problem with this, the, way the, the men in this movie treat Merrick. Yeah. But that, that's a conversation for another part of this plot breakdown. Sure. But yeah, he sure. just straight up smacks her across the face. Apparently, he's been drinking a whole lot, so she kind of leaves. And then some lady sits down on Dagan's lap. She says hello to him, and then Merrick leaves. Merrick leaves. I mean, how did you feel? I mean, you talked about Thane kind of disrespecting her, but didn't he call her like a cripple or something like that? I think he calls her like a crippled brat or something to that effect. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah, because yeah, it's Merrick's fault. <laughs> well, I mean, we right? find out it's later Mer- it might be, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that now. Right. I have done here that we see a lot of owls in this opening sequence, which is kind of neat. Merrick runs off into the woods. She sees a rabbit. She kills it with a sling. Then she's cooking that rabbit. She goes to lay down for a little nappy nap. She has a vision or a dream of some kind where a man is standing over her and then he like goes to pull out her heart and he says, I will make you whole. He Molly calls her, yes. <laughs> Kalima. Kalima. Man, all right, I'll cut that. He call him <laughs> Molly calls her. He Molly calls her, yes. Yes. I got it right the first time. And then she wakes up. And she leaves. Worst effect in the entire movie. Oh, of him ripping your heart out? The heart's in his hand, and they use a CGI, like, Photoshoppy stretch effect on it to make it look like the heart was pumping when it was obviously not. And I was like, please, guys, you should have (laughs) just give him something squishy to, I don't know, man. Or just, or at least just make the noise. Like, don't even bother with the visual effect. Just make the thump, thump noise. Sure. I have it down here that that rabbit is going to be very dry when she gets back. Yeah, you're not wrong. She's walking around. And then a, I don't know if it's like a, a, like a bunch of bats or birds, but it looked like bats to me. Okay, they swarm around, and then Gojin appears. Yeah, so uh, I didn't realize that that was Kevin Sorbo's character name, Gojin Pie. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) I, I also didn't know that he was Count Dracula. (laughs) Which is, it's just an interesting addition to the lore that we haven't discussed yet. So it is true. We only ever see him inside or out at night. So at least at this time hmm. we see him around other people besides Melanie Stone. Like he had more than one day of filming, which is nice, which is nice. Yeah. Way to contribute, Kev. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. He drones on about the darkness, blah, 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 blah. He reveals to her that she is a necromancer. He says other necromancers, necromancers have found you. She tells him about the dream slash vision quest she had. That is Zorlock, S-Z-O-R. L-O-C-K. Yeah. He is the darkest of the necromancers. Yeah. Can you imagine being like a like a, a light necromancer? Oh, those exist. They're called clerics. Yeah, that's the same thing I was going to say. <laughs> so there, he has an interesting line where he, he says he was looking for the necromancer of the darkness, but didn't look for her. I forget. There were two reasons why. I forget the first one. The second one is because she was a woman. Like, he, And then he apologizes. Because yeah, he was well, looking he, for a man. It, didn't, it never dawned on him to look for a woman. Which yeah. is short-sighted kind of old s- Kev, but at least he's acknowledging his, his shortcomings. Yeah. Even women well, can be sources of darkness and evil <laughs> in this world. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it might be in a lot of traditional fantasy, there aren't a whole lot of women wizards. Like it, in like the old school days of D&D, like in the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least in some of them, most of the time the wizards are men. 
Well, yeah, because wizards are also scholars, and when you look at medieval times, who were scholars? Yeah. I think it was just it's trying to be it's that that weird thing, and it comes up sometimes even today with different fantasy role playing games and, and and whatnot, where they're trying to be realistic, quote unquote. I'm air quoting. Oh, we're going to be realistic. Women wouldn't be treated that way, or this group wouldn't be that, or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's all fantasy. We can do whatever we want. However right. you play the game is a reflection of you and how in your, and I'm sorry, I'm going on another rant, in your views, not because you're trying to have some sort of historical accuracy, you imbecile. All right, I'm done. <laughs> is this because that one time you tried to play a female character, like everyone made fun of you at the table? <laughs> uh, no one made fun of me at the table. <laughs> I'm actually referring to some other instance, oh. but not not oh, for okay. me personally, but from I, I've uh, a couple of female friends who play D and D in a group of only women because of their bad experiences playing it. Yeah, uh, with no, I got with you. Dudes. We get a scene of some people at a tomb. There's three people chanting, and then another man. All these, they're all men. He. I don't know. This this isn't a grave. I think like effigy. I think is what this is called. It's a tomb. I don't know. Tomb. Okay. I've played some Tomb well, like Raider the, recently. It's a tomb, dude. Well, like the, I'm an the casket yes. thing. Yeah. It's okay. A giant, it's a Scorpion King casket. Okay. Yeah. He knocks the top over, pulls out some rocks, calls it the Dark Spore. The three other people are still chanting, and he says something to the effect of, when I rejoin these three parts, the heart of the Lich King will be whole. And then there's a bunch of smoke. And then he sacrifices the three people chanting. And I have down here, this is reason number four why I'll never hench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's straight up. Reason do... number four, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Should write an essay about it. <laughs> yeah. It's cite, cite all the movies we've watched where the henchmen get killed by their boss. Yeah. I'm out. Kevin Sorbo and some other wizards show up to oh, stop him. Oh, more wizards. Yeah. Wizard staffs. He. he uh, <laughs> I have down here that he drops the dark spore because he didn't put it in his pocket like an idiot. Because that's what I would have done. Like, as soon as other people showed up, I would have just slipped it into my little pocket. So no one could have uh, taken it from me, but, you know. Was he just, like, clenching it, trying to use its power, maybe? I guess. But, I mean, if you're if you're in possession of a great, powerful artifact, as long as it's on your person, shouldn't that, like, count? I don't know. I don't know the rules, yeah. man. I don't know enough. I don't play spellcasters. <laughs> we get a... Uh, <laughs> they do the little thing where they all blast him with their staffs. He, I think he said he calls after Gojin. He calls him the betrayer, Gojin the betrayer, which yeah, is an interesting. interesting. Thing. Are we gonna get a Kevin Sorbo spinoff movie or what? Hopefully not. <laughs> we get a CGI scene of an army and a dragon. Gojin is riding on his horse. Purple lightning is shooting out of the stone. He like rides past some people fighting. He takes it to a what appears to be a wizard's tower. Apparently, he breaks up the dark spore and says to take the four pieces to all four corners of the world ah. so that Zorlock can't find us. This which, isn't derivative at all. Yeah. <laughs> which may be the reason why that guy did the, the thing with the dragon is he was one of the writers and was like, cool. No, no one will ever find this. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it's the second one we find. So yeah. I, I can't imagine where the third and fourth ones are hidden. What if they were also in that cave, just not in the dragon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like three of them had the same idea. <laughs> Maybe oh, just man. back to back. Well, if if the thing from the first movie is actually a piece of the dark spore, they didn't hide it very well. They didn't have guards. Like well, they took a, it to a holy, like a sacred site, I guess, like a temple or something. So, but yeah, they got raided I mean, pretty would easily. You, would you look for a portion of 
Would you look for a fourth of the heart of the Lich King at a temple to the holy priest of Anaset? No, and that's exactly why you should go look there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, apparently these shards can be used against Zorlok, but oh. um, he is seeking them and Merrick's darkness. Merrick is like, look, man, I'm not evil. <laughs> and Gojin just flatly states, you borrow life for selfish gain. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. <sighs> All men have evil within them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he finally fulfills his role as Obi-Wan in this franchise because he gives her some advice and then leaves again. Cool. Yep, we get him more in the flashback than we do. <laughs> I mean, they are told to wait a few days and he'll be back and they take off without him. So, I mean, whose fault is it really? No, you're, you're not wrong. Dagon wakes up and he, is, he has two women with him and then he writes a message on one of their backsides as a message to give to Thane and the message says, go find Merrick and come to my room. But she walks right in as soon as he uh, reads that message. And as it turns out, Dagon is actually putting the little broken container back together. Yeah. Which is a container I didn't remember seeing yeah. in the first movie. But, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, I have questions. Forgotten. It's been four months. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have questions. Why is Dagon wearing a really nice gold robe? Uh, he stole it from somebody. I don't know, man. Fair enough. So he is doing what's called lost wax casting um, or investment casting. I'm sorry. But what you do is you make a container and he is glued it back together and you pour hot wax or plaster of Paris into it. And then you break the container apart to reveal what's been inside. And it is a cylinder of some kind. It's got some markings on it. Merrick rolls it around in some ink and then rolls that onto what appears to be a piece of fur yeah, or something. Yeah. And it makes a map. Kind of leather, I guess, yeah. Well, she says, oh, the dark spore is in Mondethia? Mondethia? Sure, sure. Mondiatha? Yeah, sure, yeah. That sounds right. Apparently, that is a place where a bunch of giants used to live. Awesome. And they have a big treasure hoard. Cool. Yeah, real cool. I like dragons. Or not dragons. I mean, yeah, dragons are cool, but <laughs> I like giants. Giants are cool. <laughs> Yeah. Merrick says, well, Gojin told me to stay. Thane wants to avenge, blah, blah, blah. And Dagon wants the treasure. So they're voted three out of two or two out of three that they're going to go. Merrick. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the scene. <clears throat> we cut to the pimp talking to Vagamil. Yeah, he didn't die. He says, I want to buy Merrick from you. And then he's like, well, what are you talking about? She's not, you know, she's not worth the trouble. And he's like, she left her mark on me. I'm going to find her. And so he purchases his right of her right of ownership, I guess. He's got two women with him that appear to be outfitted, like in adventuring gear. And yeah, I didn't notice it now, but they're both elves. Yeah, they're both elves. So that was pretty cool. We cut to Tila standing next to a very serene lake with her sister's body. Merrick rolls up on her and she's like, hey, I need you to help us go find Kishkaman. Kishi. I just wrote Kishi because I was sick and tired of typing it with mm. a bunch of extra letters. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Tila's like, look, man, you're evil and stuff. You can't control it. I've seen what you can do. I'll go with you. But the only reason why I'm going with you is so I can deliver the dark spore to the paladin myself. Yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on you. <laughs> what yeah. did you do you think like they have a cut scene where she does the fingers oh, I hope, over the eyes? I hope so. The, I really need... <laughs> A blooper reel on these movies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> we cut to a bunch of guards that were... They were in uniforms very similar to what Thane wore in the first movie. 
think these are like they're called Vedian soldiers or something to that effect. It's not important. They get attacked by a bunch of people wearing black and purple. It is Kishkamen's troops. Kishi. It's a bunch of orcs and humans. So mm. these are the orcs from the these are from the Urukai that escaped uh, Mordor when uh, the Sar- Sauron's tower fell. Now we are in a very nice-looking snow-covered forest. I'm not sure if this is the same snow-covered forest from before. But perhaps, whatever. perhaps not. We get a very short and quick scene of them walking, which is cool. And then the same women from the pimp's office are in Merrick's cave. They find her love statue and then throw it on the ground and break it, which I thought was very rude. Yeah. We get another scene of Dagon... Thane, Merrick, and Tila walking around. Yay! Again. Hey, but dude, honestly, though, <laughs> the walking scenes weren't nearly as bad this time around. Well, I think the difference was is there's more of this movie to go around. And what I mean by that is I think the first movie was an hour and 32 minutes, and this movie is an hour and 47 minutes. Yes, yeah. It does have so, a kind of a coda at the end. I'm going to call the, a lot of the scenes at the end kind of a bonus yeah. for this movie. So, yeah. you know, 15 minutes is a long time. But yeah, no, the, the they did the walking scenes much better because they actually do the thing that Lord of the Rings does where it shows them walking, and they, like, pan over, they do, like, a different camera angle, and then they transition to a completely different place quickly yes have them walk yeah, anyway they do a much better job they hear some grunting it's elvish but dagan doesn't recognize it uh, do you think he did, it's, didn't well he seemed to and then was like oh, i don't know i don't know it's like elvish i know ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, he's very coy whenever they're dealing with whatever they're about to deal with for the rest of the movie apparently it's a bunch of fairies who have some person wrapped up like a spider yeah right which is Merrick, uh, interesting <laughs> Merrick and Thane run around swinging some sticks, but they also get spidered up. There's something called Mummer's Weed, and apparently it gets the fairies... Uh, Sleepy? They they become inebriated. You think that's what it is? Or, or, it looked like they were just they, falling asleep. Well, because they're, like, giggling. I think they were... Were they not giggling the whole... Oh, maybe. I don't know. They free the victim, which appears to be an elf who's got some abs. Oh, wow. Yes. And, the, and these oh, abs wow. are so abby that Merrick and Tila both slack-jaw stare at them. Yes, they uh, do. I mean, so did I, so. <laughs> I was like, I was watching it, and I, like, I, I was like, okay. Because he tears himself out of the, the webbing. And he's yeah. Just, he's like, Ugh. oh, wow. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, and this cool. is the This is our best, the, probably my favorite joke in the whole movie. What? So there's an exchange right now. I'm taking over for a moment. There's an Go exchange. Ahead. We find out, you know, he has the tattoos all over his face. Dagon puts a dagger to this guy's throat, calls him a dark elf. The elf tries to say he's from somewhere north or whatever, and he calls him out on his, his facial markings, says he can't be trusted, he's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then they calm him down. They start having a debate. Because Merrick, I think, immediately wants to bring him along. Which, at the time when I was watching, I thought, well, that's dumb. But now that I'm thinking about it, she was just told that she was evil and can't overcome her nature and blah, blah, blah. So I think she has to, I think she's kind of projecting her need to not be evil on this other character, whose name is Cole. But yeah. while this is all going on, Fane in the background is, he just whis- kind of, not really whispers, but it's its not present. He's not on the screen. They're talking about other stuff. And he's like, what is he just, does he just lift rocks all day? <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss that? No, I remember him saying it. Oh man. Now that you mention it. Uh, yeah. It's just like, because uh, he's staring at him and he's just like, I don't, he, he doesn't know whether to be impressed, threatened. He doesn't understand what is right. happening. 
this guy's name is Cole. Apparently, yeah, I said that. he is cursed to wander the lands until he performs some task to appease the gods. He's done this for about 10 years. He says, look, you saved my life. I owe you a Wookiee life debt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he says the tattoos on his face protect him from dark magic. Dagon calls him a Druchi, D-R-U-C-H-I-I. Interesting. And then he calls him a liar. Cole does call him a half-breed at some point. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely does, yeah. Merrick believes him enough to overcome Thane and Dagon's objections. And then Merrick's like, look, man, you're not my slave. You can come hang out with us, but it'll be of your own accord and not right. as a piece of property. I've been a slave. I wouldn't. I don't want to own anybody. Right. That was great. They're sitting around a fire. Dagon is singing a very rude song about Dark Elves dying, apparently. <laughs> And then he's talking about his pile of gold and then immediately corrects himself to, no, 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 our, our pile of gold. <laughs> I actually really, really dug this scene because it actually just shows how much of a goof Dagon is. He is like looking over and he sees that Merrick and Cole are kind of like, I don't, I don't think they say a whole lot to each other, but they keep looking at each other. And then he get, gets up, forces Cole to actually move over and he sits next to Merrick and then he just bombs this conversation that he's trying to have with her. Oh yeah. I think he's a little jealous. He like don't he doesn't trust Cole and then he's also jealous of Merrick giving him attention. Yeah, totally. And then he's like, "Well, I'm going to go see what Thane's up to" and then just leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cole and Merrick look at each other a lot. She snatches something out of his hand. He says it's an amulet. Kind of rude to do with You're this, talking about you, this... you like to call out rude things. He just she just snatched his little thing out of yeah. his hand she couldn't be like hey what's that can i hold yeah. it can i see it well i mean he's, he's entitlement her oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amulet and it represents oh, the sky or something it has something to do with uh the moon and stars whatever he talks about how his people were slaughtered and he's the last of them and then yeah this is where he mentions that his face tattoos protect him from dark magic oh. <laughs> and then we cut to tila giving herself a sponge bath I had to double check the rating to make sure this didn't get racier than I thought it was going to get, but it, I think it holds itself. It stays at 13 plus. Yeah. Yeah. We nearly get they some some nudity, but it does a good yeah. job of not getting the nudity. And right. Thane has another great line. What's his line? <laughs> These daily baths are going to get you killed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I didn't write it down exactly, but I have. He tells Tila that bathing daily is dangerous <laughs> which i mean fair uh, if you're out in the woods you're completely vulnerable when you have to, when you're doing it so yeah this is where she asks him about his childhood he's from a place called manaeus the capital the, interesting the capital sorry i'm i'm just inserting myself in no it's your podcast too man she asks him oh like she's like oh you lived in the capital that must have been grand and he's like no it sucked there was a bunch of like everyone was out trying to get you you're told these stories you know, of glory and riches, but it's not the case. And while she's telling him all this, like, I think he eventually says, but there were some moments, there were some places where he could go and enjoy himself. And while he's doing this, she's taking her clothes off more and more. And then she asks him to turn around, which he does. And then he is looking at her and then she drops her robe. Uh-oh. So she's uh -oh. naked. Uh-oh. And then, uh, and then Dagon... <laughs> He sees her naked, and then uh, Dagon's like, <coughs> Tila's like, oh my god, oh my god, and she runs away. Dagon's like, man, you just can't get any privacy around here, huh? And then he walks past Thane and says, put your sword away, man, you won't use it tonight. Which I thought was oh, fantastic. Uh, was pretty good, pretty good. But why Why was Dagon? That didn't matter. Dagon's being Dagon. 
I don't think he was trying to skis. I think what he was doing is he was he really was trying to find out what they were doing because he didn't want to hang out with Merrick and Cole anymore. And then he just happened upon them, them about and, yeah. to uh, engage in some adult activity. Calisthenics. Calisthenics. The next day, everyone is asleep. Thane gets up. He somehow ends up in a, a net, which is cool. Dagon gets his foot caught in a trap. He gets, you know, they're both hanging up in the air. It's the the women. It's the pimps. I don't want to call them the pimps girls, but it's, a, I think, I think bounty hunters, hunters, right? Bounty hunters. Yeah, kind yeah. of. They get Merrick in bonds. They're like, hey, look, we're here for her. We don't care about you guys, but if you follow us, we'll kill her. Doesn't seem like a very smart thing to do with your bounties, but whatever. Yeah. They're walking around on a road. They stop when they hear some noises. Merrick manages to use a spell to untie her rope. They left her her implements, her spell implements. You're supposed to search the pockets, man. <laughs> They're like, what is this? Just some white powder? Why do you have this? Whatever. Merrick gets away for a few seconds, but she gets boloed or bolid, falls on her face. Bolos are so cool. They drag her off uh, the side of the road and then they see guards or they see the they see the people that killed the guards from the earlier sequence. And then Merrick is like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Come over here. Which forces the essentially the, the bounty hunters to let her go because they can't chase after her and run away from these soldiers. She meets back up with the group. They can't decide how to go any further. Someone wants to go around, but they only have like, I think, I think someone said they only have, they only have a day head start or something to that effect. It's not important. Cole offers an option to go straight into the mountains, straight oh. through them. Apparently there's a pass. Through the mines. Uh, yes. No, there's <laughs> no mines. There's no mines. Said, yeah. Sorry. And they, so they, they vote and Cole doesn't vote for his own idea. And, uh, <laughs> Which I thought was great because so, Merrick's like, why didn't you? Why didn't you vote? It was your idea, and he says, "Well, it's not a good one." Uh, <laughs> he's just straight up like, "This was just another option. I didn't really want to yeah. do it." Look, he reluctantly I'm, I'm raises to, his hand. All right, I guess we'll do. I'm it. here to provide suggestions, not <laughs> guidance. We have another walking scene, but this time with bagpipes. You know, I was reading somewhere the other day. Did you know bagpipes were the original instruments of war? What? Because apparently they like they would cause people to run away in fear when they would hear bagpipes. I didn't know that. Interesting. They are scary sounding. So they appear to be in a bog, which I've never been in a bog, but I don't think it looks like just a wet hayfield, but whatever. <laughs> no, it might. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's getting lost totally. in translation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> From English to English translation. Yeah, well, you know, ancient, common English. I don't know, man. Sure. Thane is the last person in the line of people, and he hears a branch snapping. Yes, he does. And what does he do at that point? He runs to the front. <laughs> and leaves Tila in the back. Yeah, all by yourself. So much for chivalry. Yeah. I also noticed that she decided to get some actual adventurer's clothing. Like, she's wearing pants. Cool. I don't think she's wearing pants. She has, like, a cloak on still, but... No, she's wearing, like, full-on Is she? pants. Oh, because I, I yeah. actually looked. There was a few scenes where she was, like, holding up her dress a little bit or had it tied up a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't agree with you. I think maybe you missed Saw. No, 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 no. Uh, I will scrub to the exact moment. Doesn't matter because I can't scrub, so. Oh, why? I'm not gonna. That's, let me rephrase. Because I'm not going to, so. Oh, okay. Now I guess she is in a dress for the scene that I'm thinking of right now. Pretty sure she's in a dress the whole time, my friend. I thought I saw her wearing some pants. Oh, no, no, no. There's a slit in yeah, the dress, there is. which makes it look like pants. Okay, so a better wardrobe this time for old Tila. Anyways, they approach a clearing. Uh, Thane was very excited. Maybe that's why he moved to the front. <laughs> Maybe he was so just like, where's the clearing? Yeah. I gotta get to this clearing. The bog witches attack 
you know, we got round one fight. Dagon, Thane, and Cole are appropriating themselves quite nicely. How'd you like Cole's, like, little spears? The short spears? Yeah, it's different. I like that they did something different. It's gonna sound, like, weird, but there, I once designed a D&D character around, I think it was fourth edition, around being a legionnaire. I was a, a warlord. Like, that was the class. But the idea of uh-huh. my character was I was a, I was a member of a like a, I was a member of the Roman Legion, like the equivalent in the fantasy setting we were in. I was equipped with a shield and a short spear. And I did a lot of research about short spears, but they were mostly throwing things and not things for stabbing. But I could be completely wrong, but I did yeah. like them. Yeah. It was different than, oh, you're an adventurer, so you got a sword, right? You got an axe? Right, right. Cool. And he does throw one at one point. Yes. Uh, I think he throws a, a. I think he throws a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the scene because they just let Merrick get taken. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice? Yeah, that? I did. I did. How did Thane was like? Oh man, I'm sick and tired of this girl. Oh, bog witches. Maybe they'll kill Merrick. Yeah. So I liked the the bog whites costumes. I thought they looked good. They looked great. It's a great fight scene. It's very obvious that Thane's sword is super thick. Um, because he uses a like when he's threatening and stuff and it gets a close up on his sword in most scenes it looks like a normal sword this looks this is an inch thick it's too much and it's a little too mm. obvious but okay. but no overall I liked it Merrick manages to stop being taken because she drains some life force out of everyone around her apparently it is enough to stop the bog whites or bog witches whatever they are and then she has a vision of Zorlock claiming that she she's like he i think he says you are mine cole walks over gets her to stop and then she releases that magic with a cool little blue fireball nice everyone gets away dagan's his middle ring and pinky finger on his bow hand have turned black uh, or at least the tips yeah. have turned black so he won't be pulling any bowstrings back tila is like yo man you need to admit what's going on uh and then merrick kind of spills the beans and I think Dagan has a right to react negatively. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He gets very mad and then assaults Merrick. <laughs> like, he just attacks her. Cole knocks him over. Overall, I think Dagan overreacted. I don't think he, I don't think Dagan overreacted emotionally. There's a whole group dynamic and he just doesn't understand. Thane and Cole manage to keep everyone from tearing each other apart, which is nice. Yeah, like, like how would you react if you were Dagan? About the same. About the same. I'd also be kind of upset at Tila for in the middle of the fight, kneeling down and praying to her goddess for help. (laughs) She holds her own with her staff, and then she's like, oh, I'm going to let her get taken and instead do this. It's like, please. (laughs) Please. Worthless. But no, I'd also be very, very upset. I mean, I don't want to lose my fingers, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, if there were any fingers that you were going to lose, I think it might be those three. Because you can do a lot of stuff without your pinky ring or middle finger. But Yeah, you can't, um, you know, use a bow very well. Be dexterous with your knives, you know, your daggers. Yeah. So You can live a full life, just not as full, I guess. And then uh, <laughs> there's more walking. Ooh. I have down here that this does not look like a path between mountains. No, it definitely does. It's like, well, it looks like they came up to a giant plateau or plain or something. That's how I wrote it off my head because I thought the exact same thing. Like, seriously. The mountains are way over there. I can see them. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the group wants to rest. So they kind of hang out. And then Cole says very succinctly that, you know, very few resist evil once they've tasted it. And then he says that fate is a lie created by the gods and that there is always another way. 
interesting. And we get more walking. Now we're in a desert. I think the same desert from the beginning of the movie. That would make sense. About to be at Stonehenge again, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have it down here as Sandhenge. Oh, I like it. I like it. I don't think it works because the, there's stones. <laughs> they're know. in the sand. I don't know. Tila's like, hey, man, this is Mondathia. Mondathia? The city of the city giants. Of giants. Yeah. Tila suspects that they thought the gods would come to take their treasure, but instead the earth just swallowed it up. Yum! <sighs> they get back to the sta- sand hinge. Mara keeps looking at the map. She sees that what appears to be a symbol on the map and then a symbol on another stone. There's five points, five stones. And then Tila's like, yo, I need to talk to you. And then Merrick just kind of cuts her off and says, look, I know you blame me for Karen's death. And Tila's like, what? What? Do you, what? No, hold on. And then Merrick says, I can't go with you because if I touch the dark spore, I will destroy you all. Fair. Thane and Dagan get into a fist fight about Tila because I think he says... Once you see her without her dress, it's hard to see her with it on. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard not to imagine or something like that. <laughs> something he should have not said. Well, I, I, th- I think Dagan's biggest problem is he doesn't know how to read the situation. Like, that would probably be vi- something very funny to Thane later, but not right after you showed up and ruined what could have been a, like, touching moment. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But, I mean, in this franchise, Thane has not exhibited a great sense of humor, you know? No. I have to walk 10 leagues before I bloody this blade, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, something like that. The first one? Yeah. Oh, which was a great line. He has great lines, for sure. (laughs) While they're fighting, Merrick is figuring out the puzzle. She uh, realizes that the the five points are the five stones, and that she should walk around them in the order in which the path shows. The portal opens up, and then the baddies appear, which... I'm not 100% sure why as soon as they saw Kishi and his troops, they didn't just run through the portal. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They just stood there. And then Kishkamin's just like, hey, hey what's, what's up, up guys? <laughs> How you doing? Tila's like, look, man, we won't serve Zorlock. And Kish is like, oh, yeah, you will. And then he st- stabs her hand with a green fiery blade. Apparently it's going to poison her and she'll die in two hours. Painfully, he adds, because, yeah. you know, why yeah, not? Why not? <laughs> The remaining four of them go into the portal. Cole and Kishi keep looking at each other. And I was like, hmm. Oh, really? I didn't catch that at all. They do. They stare at each other a lot in the scene. They're in a cave. Dagon sings a song. It's not important what the song is, but he sings it. And then they hear some noises. And they think it's a rat. And then they think it's a lot of rats. And then they think it's a really big rat. And then that really big rat actually jumps on top of Dagon. Thane kills it. Moments later, that rat disappears. Like, it just vanishes. Uh, And then Thane Thane says, look, man, I'll kill you, bro. Uh, And Dagon's like, what are you... What? Why would you kill me? That's strange. They find another human. They're just standing completely still and not moving. He's alive. Cole's like, look, if if we tie a rope from one to one another, if any of us get sleepy or we get lost, we'll just be able to pull you along the way. And then Dagon just straight up jacks this dude's wand that they found. That yeah. was kind of rude. Wand is a thief. More, more uh, kind of. I don't know. I liked the wand. Yeah, a little bit more it's lore, but still yeah. pretty cool. Is this a wand of magic missile? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. It looked more like a fireball type thing, but yeah, yeah, it's not important. I, I noticed that I think this cave actually is messing with them with their senses because Dagon goes in to kiss Merrick, and then she starts to drain his life, but then she 
isn't all of a sudden and she just walks past him and he's standing completely still mm. then thane hears his commander asking for a sentry but there's no one around they all kind of keep stopping and walking very slowly but cole pulls them through because he's not affected by dark magic apparently they walk through another portal merrick thinks they're getting close neat uh, <laughs> neat D- <laughs> dagan is a uh, well i mean i hope they're getting close <laughs> that's cool that's cool all right uh dagan is rooting around for some treasure he finds a coin and then he sees what appears to be daylight above him it looks like there's a big hole in the cave roof ceiling thing i don't think caves have roofs that's fair merrick sees the treasure it's this huge pile of gold very scrooge mcduckish i think thane or cole i don't remember which one but one of them asks why is the treasure moving and then the dragon's head pops out of the gold Uh like nessie (laughs) it is like nessie that's good they kind of stand still and don't make any noise but then dagan's dumb self walks in he's like hey treasure and then the dragon turns towards them and now they're running uh yeah and i don't hate like i said i said before i don't hate this cgi i really don't is miles better than the other one so leagues uh, better (laughs) they uh pop out of the ground from that hole it's kind of near the ruins and then the dragon breaks out of the hole Okay. There were a few, That's... sorry to interrupt. There were a few scenes in this sequence, two that I I'm, I can think of off the top of my head where the camera is mirrored. So while this is oh. all going on and they're going through the cave, you kind of, you didn't mention it, but we cut back to Tila, you know, in pain or whatever and getting in the, the bad guy, Kush or whatever is, you know, saying whatever evil things he's monologuing, but the tattoos on her face switch eyes a few times. They're usually over her left eye. They're over her right eye. Also, oh. Dagan's necrotic hand fingers i guess is what i'm going to call it uh they switch okay. he there's they're on the left for a few scenes and then back to the right so i'm thinking okay. they, they i don't know why because i was thinking especially for that outdoor scene with tila i don't know what they why they did that but it's interesting that they did i just assumed she had the tattoo oh i did it first as well but i went back after i saw dagan's fingers i went back and looked and gotcha they okay they definitely switch sides okay sorry i just want to point that out i no, no. that also happened in it chapter two there's a whole scene that's obviously mirrored because the guy has a cast on the wrong arm <laughs> and then some out a few other things that, but that's what made me figure it out so I, I just don't know why filmmakers do that so if anyone knows like why someone might do that let me know uh, it's curious fair enough this dragon pops out of the ground near the ruins cole dagan and thane i think they all try to fight it separately but they have mixed results if they come up with a plan Merrick is going to get the wand from Dagon, and they're going to split up to distract the dragon. For the most part, it's it, successful-ish. Yeah. Cole and Thane both throw their weapons. Yeah. At this dragon while it's flying around, which is different. It breathes fire on Dagon and Cole, which Merrick sees, which makes her very mad. She, I guess she doesn't see where one of them picked up a shield and kind of blocks the fire. As the dragon is flying towards Merrick, I guess, to kill her, she casts a spell on it. Well, first she throws like a dust up into the air that coats this dragon, and then she hits it with purple lightning, which causes it to turn into sand or dust. I'm not sure which one. I mean, you would never find out once, yeah, because you, you're in the desert full of sand. Yeah. I mean, isn't dust just sand with extra steps? No, I think they're made of very different materials. Fair enough. Merrick gets the dark spore. I have it in here. I'm not sure why she didn't just use that spell at the beginning. Like when, when they were in yes. the, when they were like with the gold, why she didn't just cast it immediately. hundred percent. Whatever. She runs over and kisses Cole, 
which Dagan does not like. And he even comments on it. He's like, well, I'm fine and I didn't need a kiss. So, And then she gives the dark sword to Dagan and tells him to run and find Gojin Pai. Yeah, good. We cut back to Tila, staring her bloody hand. Kishi's like, look, man, there's only uh, one true power in this world and it's death. Death. Tila starts praying to Aniset, who's not listening or isn't paying attention either one. Yeah. And then the crew minus Dagon show up. He's like, yo, where's the dark spore? I think Merrick just changes the subject. And then he says, where's your thief? And then she says, he we uh, he died. We buried him in the sand. And then uh, the bounty hunters show up with Dagon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an awful thief. Well, they're also, you know, ninja-like characters, are they not? I guess. I don't know. It's the desert. Yeah, that's <laughs> How also true. How do you true. get caught by surprise in the desert? That's true. Maybe you could just couldn't outrun him. I don't know. Well, he has all that black gear. It's probably weighing him down. Kishi asks for the dark spore again, and Cole has it. Apparently, he took it while no one was paying attention. Uh oh. He betrayed the party. Ugh. Yeah. Kish uh, apparently was the shaman that Cole mentioned raised him. He tells Cole to remove the curse from him. He hands over the dark spore. One of the bounty hunters is like, "Where's my money?" Kishi kills that bounty hunter, stabs Tila. Uh-oh. Merrick uses the last magic missile from the wand, which misses, which I don't know how. It didn't miss. He dodged she, it, definitely. Uh, no, she missed the target. Uh, um, all right, all right. <laughs> and then we have, a, we have our battle scene, which uh, you, you did say earlier, it does suffer from a little bit of a wait to get beat up. Standing kind of around syndrome. Cole stabs Kish a couple times, but Kish stabs him back because he's an idiot who, mm-hmm. when he's when his opponent was on the ground ready to be defeated, he just casually walked towards it. Like, what are you doing? You fool. <laughs> Split his head open with a rock. Don't go near him, but whatever. Thane's actually doing some real work, but he gets hit by some arrows and some crossbow bolts. Kishi decides he's going to end the fight because he drains all of the life out of his henchmen, which is reason number four, again, <laughs> as to why you don't hench. No. Because you just get betrayed. And then he uh, disappears. He vanishes with the dark spore. Cole is dying, and he tells Merrick that her fate is not written. Thane keeps trying to reach over for Tila, but he just lays back and can't go any further because he's been shot with a couple arrows. Yeah, he gets Boromir'd up. <laughs> Dagon gets the healing potion, gives it to Tila, she smart. gets back up to snuff. So smart. Pulls her amulet out and heals them all, except for Cole, because we never see him again. Yeah, he did. I like that. <laughs> uh, I like that he was smart enough to like. Oh, I'm gonna. We gotta heal the healer first. Right. Then they can handle it. Tila tells Merrick that she was not wrong for trusting Cole. Part of the reason for that is if we aren't fighting the darkness, we're becoming a part of it. Which I think is what she's trying to say is you know you can't lose that innocence. Because the moment you do, you can't get it back. And then she admits that she was wrong, that there is goodness inside of Merrick, and that until the goddess tells me otherwise, you and me are good. We're squared up. Cool. Yeah. And then she goes and talks to Thane. She's like, look, sorry I couldn't heal you any better. The whole time I was there, I just wanted to die. But the only thing that kept me from dying was wanting to see you safe again. He smiles and then they kiss. Which is nice. Yeah. Dagan and Merrick are talking now, and he's like, Look, man, when I get back, I'm going to get a big old drink and spend a week on my back, which I guess is another way to say he's going to rest. Sure, yeah. This is what he yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he meant. Yeah. He then leans in like he was about to kiss her, and she, like, kind of, she doesn't recoil, but she's kind of was like, What are you doing? Uh, and then he pulls his pack out of shot into shot, 
Because she asks, how, how are you going to pay for it? And then inside his bag are a bunch of dragon teeth. Awesome. Which apparently sell for 100 gold a pop. Oh, no. I thought it was 600 gold. <laughs> well, it's 100 gold per tooth, and he's going to give her six. Oh, gotcha. Because that's her half of the, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The, the bounty, I guess. And then she's going to go buy her freedom. She says, um, here's 600 gold. I'm ready, I'm ready to end my, serv- my indentured servitude. And then the pimp shows up just in time. Well... For him. I guess, yeah. I was like, oh, who are you excited about showing up? He's like, nah, 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 nah. This is my slave. And she's like, no, no, no. I have 600 gold here to purchase my freedom. He's like, but you're my property. So that's my 600 gold. And he takes it, takes her. She gets thrown into a cell. And then later on in the night, Dagon and Thane show up and essentially coerce him into signing away his rights to Merrick. They free her, take her out of the cell. And then uh, Thane asks if she, they're ready for another adventure. And then we get the end of the credits. Yeah, like, how did you feel about this little coda, as what I, I called it earlier? This kind of epilogue, I guess? It wraps up everything from the, all the personal stuff from the first one, yeah? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. It reconciles any issues that they might have with um, her, I guess... Status. I was going to say work status, but... <laughs> work status? Wow. I don't know what to call it. Uh, no, no, you're good. Or servitude. Like they, yeah, that's yeah. resolved, so that's nice. I don't know yet because we haven't watched the third one, but I almost feel like they could have ended the movie with her, I'm going to buy back my freedom and then fade to black and then shown the rest of this at the beginning of the next one. Okay. Almost. Yeah, I, you know well, what I mean? I, like it almost feels like it's a cold open to introduce characters as well. I thought what they were going to do is she was going to get thrown into the cell and then the yep. next movie was going to start with them breaking I thought her that out. too, and then it kept going. Okay. So there's a couple of points there where they could have... Because all the other characters breaking her out of prison would have been a great way to introduce them in the next movie as well. But of course, those yeah. two movies came out in the same year, so maybe that maybe that's something they toyed with with where to break off the two movies. Maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just interesting storytelling. Well, that was our brief plot. <laughs> yeah, down. so brief. The briefest of them. Of <laughs> I them left all. out a lot of stuff. <laughs> I really did. I left out a lot of stuff. But um, Anthony, yes, Christopher, did you like this movie? I did like this movie. I don't want it to be four months before we watch the third one. Okay. I don't know about tomorrow, but... <laughs> I think I will need some time, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I think I'll need No, it. no, that's fine. That's fine. But no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was better than the first one. I like our little adventuring party here. I think it's a solid movie. Nothing you said as we were going through changed my mind. We skipped over you know, anything that wasn't super major. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, if you're going to ask me if this is worth the price of subscription, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So I know. It's like we have a an agenda <laughs> or something. It's like we have a shtick. I agree. And, I, and I'm not just agreeing because we liked the first one. Because there are things that you can like and dislike parts of those things equally. And you know, I'm going to bring it up again. We've talked about Star Wars on this podcast. I love Star Wars. I love everything about Star Wars except for five movies. I have a real... Well, Four movies. I have a real problem with four out of the nine movies that I can watch. But so far, out of the five, or out of the two of the five movies that we have watched of this franchise, I like them both, and I would recommend them. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Just uh, if, if if you haven't watched this movie and you're listening to the podcast and you 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 at no point were upset that there were spoilers and you still haven't seen this movie, if you are going to watch it, just know that it's a B movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it is. Definitely watch the first one first. And know that Obviously, I think the yeah. quality does go up for the second one. So yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with this movie? Not really, or? man. I'm really I'm glad to have gotten our first sequel in. 
This was a lot of fun to kind of revisit something that we only watched the first one because of the podcast. So mm-hmm. this was a nice little, uh, nice thing to do. I, I really enjoyed it. Whose idea was it to watch the first one? Was it yours? It was mine. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to branch okay. out. I It got recommended to me on Amazon Prime and noticed that there were five of them. And that's why I was like, oh, there's five. We got to watch at least the first one. We got to do this and see what's going on. Yeah, I can't wait to, because I didn't get to watch this one with my wife. So oh, okay. She liked the first one. Sure, sure. So I, I can't wait for her to watch this one with me. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I want to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. Hopefully y'all, you know, enjoyed the movie. If you want to tell us how you felt about the movie or you want to recommend other movies or television shows for us to watch, you can reach out to us at via email at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, we're at B underscore Roll Podcast. And on Instagram, we're Sci-Fi Wise Guys. And if you really just you want to connect through Facebook, you can. We have the B-Roll Podcast group. You can join us there. Stay up to date on releases and you know know what movies we've watched and are, are looking at, as well as make all those suggestions, comments, complaints, clarifications, concerns, whatever they might be. You can send them our way through any of those platforms. But before you do, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, give it a thumbs up, give it a click the little heart button, give it that five-star review on iTunes, uh, whatever it is in the your podcasting platform of choice to keep listening to us and checking us out and make sure I get to share with other people. We'd really appreciate it. And if you really, really liked what you heard and you want to throw some support our way, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash B underscore roll. Any money donated through Patreon goes directly into the podcast to help make it better, whether that's software, hardware, hosting fees, that type of thing. And you get a little behind the scenes snippets, some extended scenes, things that either were way too off topic to make it into a, an episode or perhaps a little too racy to be in the episode that they end up there. It's just a dollar a month. If you'd like to get the episodes early, we do have a $5 early access, early bird tier that you can you can select as well and get the episodes a little early so you can get your opinions to us even quicker and tell us how much we're wrong before anyone else. <laughs> Speaking of Uh-oh. Patreon, Uh-oh. we got a message from a patron asking us to review a movie. Oh, okay, cool. KP, I'm not going to say your name. Uh, hey guys, I have a movie suggestion for the both of you. The movie is called Only. It is available to stream on Netflix. I hope to hear from you. I hope to hear your thoughts soon. Thanks. All right. So that's our first Patreon suggestion. We've had a few emails, a few fan emails with different movie suggestions, but this is our, our first Patreon one. So have you seen the movie Only on Netflix? I've never even heard of it. So Same. I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to nominate an idiot of the movie. Why would we do that? That is something that this same patron suggested we do after listening to Pandemic. Simple request. Can you nominate an idiot of the movie award for every movie? All right. Who would your idiot of the movie be? It's got to be Dagan. You think so? Why? Explain yourself, sir. Because he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Give me an example. Okay. Uh, He is supposed to run. Uh, He somehow Uh. beelines directly to the bounty hunters who are looking for him. He goes to the magistrate to help Merrick buy her freedom by himself, w- with her by himself. He doesn't bring the mountain of muscle, a.k.a. Thane. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think he's the he's my idiot of the movie. There's not a whole lot available, but I think he's the most idiot of this movie. I don't know. I think Merrick agreeing to bring Cole along. <laughs> and if they hadn't stopped there, they could have just been ahead. They wouldn't have had to go through the, the bog. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. She did the right thing, I guess, but... Well, what's funny helping is... Helping out people. 
those tattoos protect him from dark magic, right? Right. They protected him from getting his life force sucked out by Merrick. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess the wheels weren't turning in her head when she's looking at this guy because she's probably distracted by his abs, but she could have been like, oh, this guy betrays us. There's no way I can stop him. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think it through. <laughs> Come on, Merrick. Get it together. I think that's it. Cool. So I will be roll us out of here. We just want to thank everyone for listening. Like Anthony said before, you got any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us. Also, please review. remember to review and rate our podcast, Five Stars, Five Stars. So I just want to tell everyone to stay healthy, stay hydrated. Thanks for listening to this podcast. And just remember that it's 2020, it's rough, and you are appreciated by the hosts of this podcast. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, now it's not letting me... Hold on a second. Now it won't let me watch it on Amazon Prime. What the heck? Uh, Did we just miss this thing getting taken off Amazon Prime? Did we really? What the heck? Mythica the Dark Spore. Nope, I'm watching it right now. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Mythica the Dark Spore is not available, but Mythica 2 the Dark Spore is watchable. Um, Hold on.